This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, right worshipful brother George Mudry, and with me tonight from Morningstar Lodge, Brother Perry, Brother Rocco, and we have a special guest tonight, my buddy Joe. Joe Zanino from Ashlar Aspetuck, number 142 in Easton. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We're going to have some fun tonight. Yes, we absolutely will. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Sorry we missed you on the uh, Oak Island podcast, but we're going to make up for it tonight with some other stuff. Our topic of the night is going to be the Masonic Cipher of Writing. But first, before we get into that... I want you to introduce yourself, Joe, and uh, I think I wrote down on my computer here, give us your street creds. My street creds, all right. Well, <laughs> as you said, virtual brother Joe Zanino of Ashler Aspetuck Lodge, number 142 in Easton, Connecticut. Uh, I've been a Mason since 2010. Went through all the chairs except for junior steward. Started off right as a senior steward. Went right on through. In 2015, I was senior warden for about two months, uh, up until the untimely passing of our wordful master, in which I had to uh, take over as interim. And then 2016, I guess they liked what I did and voted me in for another year. Uh, I am currently the secretary of the lodge after serving as chaplain for the last two years. Uh, I am a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason. Oh, no good. And last year, I uh, joined the Shrine. Oh, wow. So once my daughter goes off to college, I will be uh, pursuing York right when I have a little more time. So that's uh, that's my next stop. Very but, cool. Uh, the secretary piece right now is certainly keeping me busy. Yes, I know. Is. I know you know that <laughs> feeling very well. Oh, I forgot to also mention. <coughs> we also have another special guest with us tonight is uh, Mongo, the Siberian Husky Lodge mascot. Say hi, Mongo. Anyway, um... What are you doing now? Now you're the secretary. Now I'm a secretary. Just I'm like me. Trying to uh, figure out what the heck our past secretary did and <laughs> go through all his records and archives and you gotta be there. from scratch. Yeah, but. you got to be careful when uh, you get that secretary spot. You might not leave it for a while. <laughs> well, that's what I'm afraid of. But, you know, they, they say that uh, the secretary is really the one running the lodge. and So I've heard. I have to say this year it really feels that way. Um, um but go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, not a problem. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, did you have your the past secretary help you out, or did he show you the ropes, or you kind of just got a baptism by fire like I did? He was all right. He was all right. I'll, uh, I'll be honest. He uh, was a bit surprised that he was no longer mm. secretary at the annual elections, but he handled uh, it well. He <laughs> turned over everything to me and kind of gave me a, a quick 10-minute tutorial, but from there it's... It's been pretty much all me. I got a briefcase that was basically from, I would say, 1968. 
Sounds about right. And uh, <laughs> it was just paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Papers, loose pens, a little bit of loose change, and here you go, kid. You're up. So I had to pretty much figure out myself. So that's good that at least your secretary, you know, the, the outgoing secretary, was helpful to you. Yeah, and he still shows up, so that's helpful too. Oh, that's good. He wasn't that sore that uh, he didn't want it. I think once he realized he didn't have it anymore, he's probably a little bit relieved. I gotta get over and see you guys. I haven't been over there in quite some time since I was pretty much de- uh, the deputy. And yeah, yeah. They uh, they pulled Ashlar Aspetuck. I gotta say, your lodge was one of my favorite. And thank you. I, I had the lodge pulled for me because of a redistricting, rezoning thing. Hmm. Uh, one grandmaster wanted it one way, another wanted it a different way, and I lost Ashlar Aspetuck as one of my lodges. So with the other five lodges that I had, getting there was a little bit more difficult. And plus, you know, with everything that's been going on here, it's been difficult to get up there. However, I have to get there for two reasons. One, I miss seeing you guys, seeing all you guys and hanging out. But number two, I have a lot of conversations with my father, right? Me and my father have a pretty good relationship. And uh, I actually want to be like, uh, my, my dad always asks me, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I think tonight I got to go to an AA meeting. What do you mean you got to go to an AA meeting? <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> Just so I could be like, yeah, I got to go to an AA meeting. Mm-hmm. What are you doing there? Well, we read some minutes, pay some bills, and then afterward we go out and have a drink. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, Ashlar Aspatuck. My mistake. My mistake. And we still do all of those things. Like you're, you're, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into the second half of this. We're going to give some shout outs. We had quite a few people like the podcast over the last couple of days. Uh, first one, Jarrett Crosley. Second, Michael Alchin. Sorry if I butcher your name. Stefan Zoel. Donald Becker. Darren Silhavi. Joseph Lucchetti. All like the podcast. So Thank you. Yeah, it, that's quite a few, and literally the last yeah, time I read thank it you. was Thursday. And since I'm here, I have to say it's Darren Sohavy. He's a past master of Ashlar Aspatuck 142. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Thank you for the well, correction, too. No, it's nice to get a correction. shares on the Ashlar Aspatuck page? I did see that, too. Secretary's yes. the admin of that page, too. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Much appreciated. All right, so... First toast of the night. Oh, by the way, this uh, toast is being provided to us by Brother Joe, Worshipful Brother Joe. I apologize. What did you bring for, for us tonight? So I'm starting a new tradition that every guest that comes in here has to uh, bring a bottle of something. So we are drinking this evening one of my favorite bourbons. It's Buffalo Trace, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Actually had it at a tasting at our lodge a few years back and loved it ever since. So... That's what we are having this evening. Awesome. Uh, we appreciate it. We like to start new traditions. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> and then once we do our toast, I have a couple other gifts for you guys, too. Oh, really? I'm going to spoil right. I'm going to set the bar high for everybody else. Oh, oh, stuff in here nice. for you. All right, all right. We can trade. All right, but anyway, you brought the alcohol. You're our guest tonight. Why don't you lead us in toast tonight? To arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. All together, brothers. Viva. 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 Awesome. That was awesome. All right. Next toast. We actually had a pretty good review. Five-star review on 
Apple iTunes that I'd like to read. And it was by Tommy Gunn 5 This is an amazing podcast that has a lot of joking and antics, but very informative with information not covered in most history books. Keep up the good work, guys. That's awesome. Tommy Guns. Respect it. We also had uh, some... Hold on as soon as I can get Sorry, I'm guilty. I had this cell. The rogue cell phone. You are. There's always one. There's always one. It's usually always me, right? It's usually always you, yes. <laughs> I'm actually trying to get to the reviews page. I seem to recall last episode, it was George. Yeah, it, it was, was me last episode. During the installation of Officers, it was me, too. Like, midway through it, I hear... I'm like, oh, what right. the That f- happened at my Master Mason degree. Somebody's like, phone yep, went off. That was me. I'm trying to get to the recommendations, but... We had a bunch of recommendations. <coughs> I will read them. Uh, no, I was actually... Uh, Brother Perry, I was on a... Uh, I'm talking about on the Freemasons podcast, we had like a ton of recommendations. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to have to go through individually each one, but hey, why not? I got time, right? I got my time. It's going to be a long one tonight. I have a feeling. All right. All right. So we had recommendation from Michael Alchin. Bloody awesome podcast. Easy to relate. uh, Easy to relate to and very educational. Keep up the good work, fellas. Mick Alchin, Western Australia. I like that he said bloody awesome. That's <laughs> yes. it. That's it. You can use that word anytime you want. Bloody, bloody awesome. awesome. It, it's good. It. Yeah. I wish I was Australian or English just so I can go around saying bloody hell. <laughs> I love it. We also had another one from Donald Becker Jr. Recommends the Freemason podcast. Fun and informative look into the craft of Freemasonry. Fun, usually at my expense with this fucking polar challenge, but still fun. So, let's do it again. Release again? Sure. Why not? You're the guest. Brothers, to arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 This is excellent practice for my table lodge coming up on March 9th. March 9th, you said? March 9th. Eastern Connecticut, Ashler Aspita. You do a corned beef and cabbage, right? Corned beef and cabbage. Oh, that's good. A few Irish libations and potatoes and carrots and all the good stuff. Good stuff. Please come down. You'll have a great time. I'm healthy and you're just shitting all over It's just one time. You're allowed a cheat day. Let's make that your cheat day. All right. Last toast. This toast is going to be to Brothers Rob Earth. And Henry Fetro for their birthdays they had over the weekend. So, last toast. Brothers, right hand arms. 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 Oh, sorry, I was waiting. Yeah, yeah. let's start, start that over. Start again. I <laughs> fucked up. Brothers, right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. You can all tell that we're all right-handed because when you swap to, to, to your hands to clap left-handed, it never comes out the same. It's like... <laughs> it's, never comes out the same. it's like we're toddlers trying yeah, to clap. The dead fish clap. So I got bitched at after the last podcast. So I'm going to go out and say it. Jim Rafferty, Jim Rafferty, Jim Rafferty, Jim Rafferty. There you go, you bastard. I announced you. I guess the last podcast, mm-hmm. I got a phone call and he's like... Son of a bitch, you've mentioned my name every podcast except the last. 
So I had to mention Jim Rafferty's name. So there you go. Well, hopefully he's that covers you for like four podcasts. That covers me for like four. So now (laughs) he's all set. Uh, As you can tell, brother Mike Messner is not here as well. I uh, I actually murdered him. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) I sent him down a dark tunnel. (laughs) On the podcast, on the on the. I'm sorry. Did you plan on a kitty? (laughs) I turned his mic down. He's actually in the corner. Say hi, Mike. Hi. No, he's not here. Um, However. So, the big reveal that I'm going to do, I'm sure, well, I know a bunch of people that I reached out to on the podcast. They said I'm going to do something for our OG listeners. The I ones, saw that. The ones from the beginning. I'll actually read where We I'm have going. OG listeners? listeners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They know who they are. Lance okay. Riser. Orson, o- Orson O'Bear. Orson O'Bear. Joe Zanino. Joe Zanino. <laughs> Mark House, Tom Yeah, Welsh, I've heard some of these names. Gideon. Gideon, Gideon. Uh, Just to name a couple, but uh, what I'm actually doing is, I believe, believe it or not, a while back, I actually kind of opened my own t-shirt company through um, Shopify. No, not Shopify. What's the other one? Uh, Printful. Okay. So I'm going to make a shirt. And I'm going to send it to all of our original listeners and all that. You want to hear the shirt? Yeah, I'd love to hear the shirt. Fucking ingenious. Ready? It's going to say fucking ingenious on no, it? No, no, no. That's on the uh, back. On the That's front, on the back. it's going to say Freemasons, the Freemasons podcast supporter. And then on the back, it's going to say, it's going to have a picture of a man riding a polar bear. And it says, ride or die listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's that is awesome. awesome. <laughs> and I'm actually going to send them out to all of those guys That's on really my cool. own dime after I have them made. Nice. After that, if anybody's interested, I'm going to. I'm thinking about potentially selling them. Hmm. And if anybody's interested, it'll help support our podcast. Again, me and Perry just basically dumped uh, three paychecks into all this equipment, which is why you, we all come in and sound beautiful right now. We ended up going out and getting a mixer board. We got four mics. We are legit now. Hopefully our wives don't hear about this. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. I can edit that out. I can't okay, 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 okay. <laughs> He's not going. We're kidding. Well, I will gladly make a donation for one, and I'll be that guy that takes his picture around in different places all over the country with right. the T-shirt with on. With the T-shirt on? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Ride or die. See? That's Ride or that, die. That's exactly. And I actually have a couple other ideas for other shirts, too. One of the other things I want to do is I want to take... The remember I I had said a while back that we're all just a bunch of average Joes. Well, I actually found the logo for that movie in the movie Dodgeball, Average Joes. Yep. I'm gonna take out that face and I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. They have an app that you can actually animate your face. I'm gonna put my own face on there, and it's gonna say that rather than saying Average Joes Gymnasium, it'll say Average Joes the Freemason Podcast, and then I'm gonna have it in a quote underneath that I'm stealing from Steve, where he says. It might not all be fact, but we were presented as it is. Did anyone ever tell you of way too much time? I'm like, I, I'm sitting there, no, ha- half of the time, and I'm driving a truck all I'll day. I'll get texts yeah. from George, and it'd be like some crazy idea, like, like, yo, Rocco, I need you to go out, get a sumo costume, and three bottles of vodka, <laughs> and meet me here. It's like actually, what? <laughs> I can't take, I can't take credit for the last one. It was actually Link's Riser who had said. That uh, we should dress Rafferty up as a kangaroo and let him beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm still down for that. But now, actually, Orson O'Bear on the freaking podcast group, 
he was kind of, we were all, it's funny too, because like it, the conversations on here are fucking hysterical. You have to read them. For anybody who's interested, go on the Freemasons podcast and look at the conversations. And the last conversation was to all of our supporters who frequently write messages in, liking the podcast, I have something special. That's what it's under. So Orson O'Bear and freaking Rafferty started kind of having, you know, they're busting each other's balls. And, okay. Right? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what Orson wrote. He said, Raff, laugh out loud. It's all in good fun. Now, mind you, Rafferty's a fucking behemoth. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. Here's what Orson says. I'm six foot seven, 385 pounds, and have thick skin. My name is Bear, and I've, I don't offend easily. I don't offend easily. Have at it. Uh, good fun. I'll come there, and we can be a mountain range between George. What the fuck? So I actually wrote, what the fuck is happening? Dude? That's one big party boy. Oh, he's getting... I'm actually like starting to fear for my, my life a little bit. I'm not going to let that. I'm just joking. Uh, or- Orson O'Bear and Rafferty gain forces. Oh, Jesus Christ. Watch out. Hey, you, never, you haven't met Rafferty yet. No, right? I haven't yet. I've you, only heard him. You can just about fit through that fucking door. He has to duck. Yeah. Yeah. Andre the Giant. Nice. So... That's all I got for pretty much random fuckery. You got anything else, Joe? I've got a little random fuckery for you. So, I, I, like I said, I brought some gifts. No. Joe, gifts. Was, Joe was digging into a bag. It looks like marijuana. No, I'm just talking about it. <laughs> no, oh, that's purely no, coke. <laughs> <No>, so, um, <laughs> tying into a, a few of your prior podcasts and right. you know something that my lodge and your lodge had in common uh-huh. is the Chamber of Reflection. Right. Which you covered on a past episode. Mm-hmm. So I have for you, as a gift from me and Ashler Aspetuck Lodge number 142, a Chamber of Reflection challenge coin. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That thing looks cool. I'm going to put this on the podcast. Yeah, put that on the podcast. But I just want to describe it. It's This is this is incredible. Um, may I read it on the... Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So it's, it's silver? Um, I believe it's silver-plated. Silver-plated coin. And it, it's basically a, a, a black a black border around the outside with a little bit of fringe to it. It's a skull on a Bible with, it looks like, an hourglass and a candle. And then on the back side of it, it's same thing. It says, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they may... Uh, that they which come in may see the light. Luke eleven thirty three. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. I will definitely put that picture up on the Freemasons podcast. Right, pass that, that over is, here. Let me take a look at that. That's an incredible coin. No, you don't want to see this. So yeah. Just a, a token <laughs> of, of our support of your lodge and uh, my support of your podcast. Uh, wow, that's this awesome. Is really Thank nice. you very much. You're welcome. Very, that's incredible. And I, I brought a couple other, and I wasn't sure how many people would be here tonight, so I could always bring more. Um, but before I give you these, for those that don't know the story, Brother George was my district deputy when I was senior warden. Well, when I was junior warden as well, but yeah, mm-hmm. when I was senior warden. Hmm. <clears throat> and you've talked a lot on this podcast, on prior episodes, about what keeps people coming back to Freemasonry. Hmm. What's the attraction? And on my darkest day of my Masonic career, I called George. And George was there for me. And I will never forget that day and what you did for me. And you probably thought nothing of it other than doing your job. But 
I was not in the military. I've never experienced that sense of brotherhood. Mm -hmm. But the brotherhood that I felt through Freemasonry, especially from you on that day, I will never forget. And that's why I support you guys. That's why I'm here. That's why I will support whatever you do, whether it be Masonic or not Masonic. It's that sense of brotherhood that keeps me coming back. Uh, so I have this for you, and I have one extra for whomever, and I can bring more. Uh, but you weren't there when I was actually master of our lodge. No. So I actually have uh, a couple of my lapel pins uh -huh. from the year that I was master of the lodge for you. and That's awesome. I've got, there's two there, and I can bring some more next time, but. That's awesome. This is, a, and uh, what it is, is it's a uh, square pin, and it says Ashlar Aspetuck 142. Wisdom, strength, and beauty, and it's got the three columns, and it says Eastern Connecticut on it. That's that's awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I promise you that is as serious as, as I will be for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> we can get back that's to really some nice fuckery thing. and stuff like that, but yeah, it was important so. to me to, to make sure that uh, those listening can get a sense of the that was the brotherhood. Day. I'm and not going to, again, we don't have to get into the detail, but that was a tough day. It was an extremely tough day. <clears throat> And uh, like I said, the, the worst day of my Masonic career. Yeah. And uh, to know that I had a bunch of people that I could rely on. Um, when, you're, you're, when your master passes away and you're senior warden, like everybody says, oh, yeah, you assist master in opening and closing his lodge, blah, blah, blah. You never think it's going to happen two months into your term mm -hmm. as senior warden. It's I like, think okay. I remember the, the yeah. time that happened. That I was, was in, like, I was in the lodge when you got the call, I think. No, I was on my way to work. You were on your way to work. Call no, you had told us the night after. It was probably about in the afternoon, I think it was. I was on my way back. I was on my way, um, I was in my work truck on my way back, and uh, I remember Joe called me and told me, and I said, holy shit. Yeah. I was, holy And we fuck. both had no idea what the hell to do. We both right. were like, oh, okay, what next? But it's just that sense of brotherhood that you had, well, George, mean, was, to be there i mean yeah and we had only met a couple times I, prior to that george that did day, something instant george did something very very similar for me which is weird it, but it it you know it was like uh we we had a tornado locally and i you know we were affected by that tornado and uh it was uh it was a rough time so you know i remember one particular night and i needed needed to talk to someone and uh first person pulling the parking lot is George <laughs> and he was the shoulder you know so that yeah. was you know that was the thing and and that's for him it was like no big deal he's just going to lodge um for me it was life-changing yeah like I said we had only met a few times before that inspections you just visiting doing that but at that moment you know the brotherhood that we had right there, and, and going forward for the rest of that our lives. That was over a couple of days too. That was a, yeah. Was there a was an unfolding of events that yeah. ultimately culminated. I with tried him passing. to be there as you know, and even reach out to that party about you know whatever. Again, I'm not, I don't want to get into specific. Yeah, about no, no, it, no. We don't need to do that. But, All right, now yeah. I got to drive this right off the rails. Hold on one second. <laughs> Now that uh, you guys have all said that, I'm still a fucking dick. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> yeah, but you're our dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have you beside me <laughs> rather than across the field. That's it. Anyway, um, no, I'm going to drive this right off the rails and say, you know what? Uh, I, I just popped on YouTube today or yesterday and noticed that Joe Did you watch Rogan, the Momo video? Did you no, watch no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna catch you. Yeah, but I know. I, I know about this Momo right. crap. So, 
Well, let's get on this. You know anything about the Momo thing? It does not sound familiar. Okay. Really? So oh, there's wow. this thing That's on the internet up. now. It's called the Momo Challenge. And I'm putting this out to everybody who listens to this podcast. If you have little children, pay attention to this. I have little children. On the videos of Fortnite and Peppa Pig... There's an interruption by a, a face that's got really crazy eyes with like a triangled mouth, and it's basically telling kids to go kill themselves Stop and do neck. all kinds of That's exactly right. And they're embedding this stuff into the YouTube embedding video. embedding into the videos that little kids would watch, and it's fucked up. And let me so, tell you, yeah. if we removed, I ever was a computer yeah. hacker and can get into somebody's IP address, I would find out where this person lives and fuck them up. I would smile kill these motherfuckers. Because that's some fucking sick shit yeah. to do that shit with kids. Well, so the, the, yeah, the problem the is the, the internet's a scary place. Just pull YouTube from the kids. Just they don't I mean, need to see YouTube. No, nah, it's not even about like people need to stop being so fucked up. Yeah, is what it boils down to. And I'm just uh, I want to put this out to everybody in the podcast. Everybody who listens to this. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what your walk of life is. If you listen to this podcast, watch your kids on YouTube. Watch your kids on the. Peppa Pig videos and Fortnite and all this stuff and God knows what else it's, all, it's on because this is the only two things they found it on so mm-hmm. please watch your kids I personally hate electronics yet I'm sitting here with a mic in front of my face a laptop over here a fucking mixer over here and a cell phone next to me so yeah but you know what you're doing a good thing so you're getting the word out I'm trying so anyway <laughs> continue go ahead now you can piss me off Rocco all right I uh, I saw on Joe Rogan he had an, a special guest. Oh boy, Alex Jones, <laughs> and he was he sat there for four hours, flapping his lips. <laughs> That's all that he fucking does is run his goddamn mouth. I swear that man is on coke the whole time. Gotta be. He's, he's gotta, gotta be. be. He's just so amped. It's his character. The, the problem is That's no, but he's thing. all over the page, right? So he's got some knowledge. He's got a little bit of knowledge. Of, of maybe one or two things. Okay. But the very beginning of this whole thing, he's sitting there and apologizing for uh, for San, uh, for Sandy Hook. I would put a fire out on his face with a track cleat. <laughs> Just saying, he's apologizing for Sandy Hook, and he's basically admitting, oh, I went a little crazy and I said stuff. Here's the thing, Rocco. We're all Masons. What is one of the first parts of being a Mason, and I think it's even in the Entered uh, Enter- Apprentice charge, is to guard the avenues of your mouth. Think before you speak. I mean... Speak with intelligence and... It's the same thing as Volkswagen getting friggin' pounded for, uh, you know... The airbags? No, the whole thing where they were talking about how they were the number one safety vehicle or whatever the hell it was, and then they found out that, yeah, that was bullshit. Or something, remember like that? But they had already done... They already made their money, so they don't give a shit. And that's exactly what he... This... He doesn't Take care because he already made his money. He doesn't give a shit. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm going to say some foul shit and then, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. But you've already made. Right. Damage has been done. Damage is done. You've already. Not even damage. You already made well, your money. That and the so, yeah, trauma I'll, I'll, he's caused. I'll kiss your ass from here on in. You know? So. You'll kiss his ass? No, no, I'm talking about if I was to say um, some, some, some foul shit that's absolutely outrageous. Yep. You know, but. Uh, 10 million listeners just made me $10,000, $20,000. Yeah, I already made my money. Yeah, plus so, sponsor. Yeah, I'll apologize afterward. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, after I deposit that check. Get yeah. fucked. Yeah. Yeah, after I've already deposited the check and made sure it cleared and withdrew it. <laughs> All right. One day we're going to have him on. We're going to get right. him here. And then you could, you, you would rapidly so could dress hallway. up as polar bears. 
Out in the hallway, I actually have a Knights Templar Sword of Honor, and it's a big, <laughs> giant Beowulf two-handed sword. Uh, the person who ever brings that asshole up in this lodge, I will Rochambeau you through the chest with it. Wouldn't it be better just to hit him with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if we were helping you out? That's Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's not helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into the main topic, any other brothers got anything else? No, no, I think let's, let's head right into it. Then let's get into the pig pen cipher. Also known as the Freemason cipher. And as soon as I bring this up on my computer, we'll start talking about it. But Rocco, uh, actually, who did, I, who did I cite? Which one of you guys did I cite to uh, start doing the history on it? I did a little homework. I did a little little bit. Um, now, am I, am I correct in saying that there's two types? Because there's the Royal Arch or there's a cross so cipher. Several types. There's several it's different variations of it. I actually had a couple questions about it. And this, before we end tonight, I do have, remind me, I have questions of people that have asked me things. That will pass along the table, and every per, every one of you guys will get a chance to uh, answer the question. But oh, cool. pig pen cipher. I guess I'll start it off with what it basically is. It's called the pig pen cipher, and or the Freemason cipher. <clears throat> the history of it is they really don't know where it comes from, but it is speculated that it's done that the Rosicrucians were the ones who started it, and even before then, I'll let Perry, who I cited to do some homework on that, I'm going to talk about what it is. So if you basically take a tic-tac-toe board. That's it, the other type. That's that's what I was talking about. Right. There's That's oh, the other type. The, the cross is a different one. The it, cross, at the regular pig pen, there's the two X's at the bottom that yeah. cover the S-T-U-V and exactly. W-X-Y-Z. Yeah, this is pretty much what I have right here. I've seen it done three different ways. So you have the, we'll call it the tic-tac-toe board, and then an, the, you have an X underneath it. And basically what you do is in each block of it, you would do A, B, C, D, E, F, and all the way through, through the rest, all the way up to, um, you know, once you get, once you finish, when, ah, excuse me, you'll fill up the tic-tac-toe board. The nine boxes. The nine yeah. boxes of the tic-tac-toe board. Then you move down to the X, and you S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z, on the, the, the four angles of the X. X, for, yeah, for the most it's part. an X. And then there's variations where so you're you adding write, dots. If you were to write, like, ass, as an example, uh, let me find out where it is here. It would be a kind of like a backward L for the A, and then SS would be, um, let's see here, it would be the... It would be a V. It would be, essence, yes, be a V. Now, now I've seen variations of this cipher where they have dots in the placeholders of certain letters. Correct. So where where you still have a grid line, mm -hmm. but you're using dots to signify which letter. Right. In what place? Well, that's just... It, <clears throat> a and B would be in the first upper left-hand box yep. of the... Tic-tac-toe tic board. I'm trying to... Yeah, of the tic-tac-toe board. If you wanted to use a B rather than an A, you would put a dot inside of that yep. angle, and that would be your B. I've seen different variations of this where it was all tic-tac-toe boards. I've seen it where it's one tic-tac-toe board and one X. I've seen it where it's two tic-tac-toe boards and two Xs. I've seen it all kinds of different ways. 
done. And it can be done in multiple different ways. And, and, the, and this is where I was going at with the, the variants of this. They have the, like the Maltese cross. Oh, the, the, the Templar In cross. the variant. So, cipher. Yeah, so in the variants of this cipher, they have the Templar cross can also be seen. Right. In is that what you were looking at, up to the history of it? Or you oh, yeah. You yeah. Got, okay, I so followed Perry. it all the way up to the, the Caesar cipher, really. Oh, wow. Holy shit. All oh, right. Yeah. So continue. You and Rocco can bounce off on that one. But I'm basically going to continue with saying that one of the questions about the, the cipher was by actually our we'll call her sister mason shannon and she asked if the goal was to keep their communication secret why would they choose a cipher that is not very secure and easily deciphered well you're looking at it if you look it up on the internet you're looking at it in its plainest format you can scramble those letters about the cipher on the tic-tac-toe board and the X however you want. Exactly. And a letter to, let's say, let's say me and Joe had the keystone, we'll call it a keystone. You had the, the cipher master code. Correct. So I had the A down in the bottom right box rather than the left box. Mm -hmm. Now, you take that same letter that I gave Joe, let's say you intercept it, Perry. Yep. And you try to decipher it using the computer, it, it, it ain't going to work. Different. It's going to come out completely different. Because you need the key Because to that you need cipher. the actual codex of it. So there's multiple, multiple ways that you can code that key where only two people or three or four or, you know, yeah. are going to understand it. Exactly. Whoever's so that's in the, the know. That's the one thing about the pig pen cipher is it can be scrambled in multiple different directions. And again, there's also different formats to use. There's the... Three tic-tac-toes, two tic-tac-toes mm -hmm. with two X's, one tic-tac-toe with one X. There's so many different you ways to scramble. You could start with two X's if you wanted to. You it, could you, do yeah. whatever you wanted to do with it. So it's it's a very, uh, it's you can scramble it very mm -hmm. and make it very, very difficult to be read. It, there, I've even seen where... But it goes back to, it doesn't matter if it's that simple. If you're guarding it against normal people, mm. they're not going to know it anyway. Right. Well, I, that and plus at the time that it was created, yeah, exactly. there was no internet. No. There was no Google where you could look it up and see what mm. it was. People are going to look you and just say, oh, that's a bunch of symbols. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what it is. I think the earliest <laughs> form of it being used was in the 1500s. But Perry, you want to do the history lesson on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, a, I, I wouldn't call myself an expert on it, but... We're all experts, as Steve said. <laughs> um, Even if it's not fact, we present it as it is. That, that's, that's right. I read it on the internet, so it's got to be true. <laughs> um, so it actually... It could be ciphers that have gone back. The first confirmed cipher that I was able to find was, um, it's called the Caesar cipher. Basically, the <coughs> Julius Caesar made a cipher so when he was going into army, his armies, and it got transferred just like any reason why you'd want a cipher. But what, what that cipher was, he switched it four letters. So an A was an E, A was a D, uh, and so forth and so on. So that was how he operated with it. Um, but as George said, there was the the Rosicrucian. I mean, Rosicrucians. 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 Thank you. Um, it really has just been out throughout time. And when yeah. you guys uh, go look up these decoders online and these uh, encoders, please send dirty messages to it's George. It's actually really <laughs> fun, and I, I would love to start <laughs> using it as a means of communication for our lodge. But um, up into the 1800s, that's what lodges did. They actually sent letters with the Mason cipher. Um, it was actually even known, proven that in the Civil War, the Union soldiers 
use the Freemason cipher or Pigpen cipher to communicate in the, I guess, POW camps. Now I want to show you guys something for those who are sitting over here. If anybody could see it, can you see this, Perry? I know it's hard. We got all kinds of wires through. You see this thing right here? Yes, that's the Templar. That's the Templar code cipher. The Templar code cipher. Yeah. If you look at the Rosicrucian it, cipher and you look at the Templar code cipher, it's it, almost excuse me, it's almost like the free. It's the almost Freemason. like the Freemason way. It, right. it, it was. It's basically one tic tac toe, <coughs> and then the where the dot is in within the line is what would be where it was. So in the left hand corner of the tic tac top left of the tic tac toe board, it would be A, B, and C. And depending on where the dot is, would be the A, the B, or the C. Mm. And these were on like sometimes they were cipher discs as well. They were cipher discs. Right. The um, actually, where I gotta find this. <laughs> they actually had one from the like 100 A.D. and it was wrapped around a piece of wood. And the the code was it was a piece of ribbon with letters. And without the right size piece of wood, when you wrapped it together, you wouldn't be able to read it or you would be able to read it. Hmm. There was no actual carbon dating on it, so. Right. But if you look at the Templars, the Knights Templar code cipher, and this is from the, you know, I guess the medieval times, it it's almost a similar, different variations, but a similar type of writing as the Knights, as the, uh, Freemasons, the exactly. same type of thing where it's angles and dots. Symbo and symbols. Symbols for It's life. angles and dots, pretty much, except the Knights Templar code cipher actually looks like the Knights Templar cross, and that's how they did it, was the angles of, of their cross. Correct. Yep. But they use dots, they use angles, and it's pretty much what the Pigpen cipher is, the Freemason cipher. Yeah. There is no definitive... <clears throat> there's no definitive where it came from and when it started getting used and I'm trying to find so I was going down a bunch of rabbit holes I mean I even got down to Sumerian the time of Sumeria where oh, there was potentially ciphers but that's where it got a little gray area on me but back to the the Templars the reason why they used it as you might have heard in our previous podcast it was uh, to decode messages so they could transfer money from castle to castle. So when you went through the the Holy Land, um, when you went to the Holy Land, you were able to get one of these decoded or coded papers, and you could bring it to the next Freemason or Templar castle to get your money once you got to the Holy Land. So that's basically why they the the Templars used it. I'm sure they also used it for sending messages. Um, for any type of military aspect. The guy who actually started the pig pen cipher, from what I can see here, his name is Heinrich, Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa von Nettelsheim. It says that he was in a... I looked it up, and it says that he's he was in a secret society, but it doesn't tell you which one he was, so... What do you got, Joe? You got anything on this? Yeah, I've got a little bit on this. Um, Fire away. I was actually down not too long ago. My daughter likes to uh, hang out in parts of Manhattan, Lower East Side, down the Wall Street area. And one of the things I wanted to do when we were down there is visit Trinity Church, uh -huh. one of the oldest cemeteries in New York where Alexander Hamilton's buried. Hmm. And I, I've always been fascinated by old cemeteries, things like that. Some of the, you know, the, the skull with the wings... 
um, that type of stuff on the cemetery on the headstone, and I came across a couple headstones that actually had the pig pen cipher on it. Oh, they're oh, well. probably brothers. And after doing some research, the one in particular caught my eye, and it belonged to brother James Leeson, who is married to one of the Astors in New York. When you hear Astoria and mm-hmm. those parts of New York, oh, wow. the Astors were one of the first families in New York. Um, an old family name, yeah. An old family name. If you go back to the Star Families, which would be a whole different podcast, uh, <laughs> the Astors were one of them. Right, the five um, points. And I'll pass this uh, this around here, but it caught my eye. Oh, wow, holy shit. Are you able to go uh, visit Hamilton's grave? Over yes. There? You are, yeah, okay. You're able to walk freely around uh, any of the graves. Some, they've got some barriers set up so you can't go through, because that, uh, I want to believe, I believe he was born in 54 and died at the age of 38. So that's, uh, now you're talking late 1700s on that headstone and the thing that was interesting wow. is I tried to when we were talking about different yeah. ciphers I tried to decode it using the generic one on the internet the first one it that you see and it wouldn't come up because of the double dot so I'm like yes that's exactly this what it was I was like, trying to decode it real quick and I was like oh it's got this cipher yeah. used the three tic-tac-toe boards for lack of a better term right. and the first ABC had a dot in it the second one had two dots in it, and the third one had no dots. So it was just a way a way to scramble the code. So a way to scramble it. Were you able to decipher it? I was able to decipher nice. it. Nice. And it actually says... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says, uh, remember death. Wow. So oh, wow. Wow. Is, you know, in, in masonry, we often see memento mori, and, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, it's pretty Wow. Deep. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And also on top of the, on the Interesting. headstone is the uh, the winged hourglass and the uh, uh, had a, a a goblet with fire coming out of it. And it actually has very old looking square compasses and a level. Oh wow! Holy crap! On it, and I'll just it's show a, the guys. So the image here. basically yeah. it's it's That's a very wild. old depiction of oh, square yeah, yeah, compasses yeah. where it's actually on its side. It's quite a wild picture. Yeah, and that you don't see that because. We're used to seeing it in that certain way, so that must have been before. Yeah, they they and standardized. Yeah, so he images. was born in '56 and died 38 years later. My math isn't great. So 1756, gonna, you said? Yeah. Wow. The first image that uh, Brother Joe, Worship Brother Joe, sorry, um, showed us was the it was the pig pen cipher, but except it had an angle with three dots in it. And as he was explaining, it was different way of again another way of coding it like it can be coded multiple, there are multiple endless ways. amounts of cycles. and you can put it's symbols wild. inside of the you know inside and the thing is if you don't know what you're looking for i mean look at the, i mean the british cracked the enigma machine so in, in world war ii so i mean mm. there and that was couldn't be coded millions and millions and millions away so i mean codes can be cracked so i mean nothing well, is let me nothing's just iron yeah you know the whole enigma machine thing i just gotta you know throw it out there it's really 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 freaking scary that you know ai now can actually inter you know if you're you can't actually see a person there they can actually fool you now um that's that's advanced as much where it's the um alan turing and uh Basically, it's... You uh, lost me on the honor. All right, all right. It's essentially... If I can't shoot it on Call of Duty 2, then I don't... (laughs) So machines. Machines on chatbots 
can actually imitate people now. No shit. Yeah, so you're kind of screwed, you know. So you don't know if that's I a human. I about that because every time I go to pay my fucking AT and T bill, but I it's get the an truth. Asshole. You don't actually know if that's they can pass the the test now. Um, AI can pass a human. You know, it's it's basically if you can you have a human conversation for a certain amount of time. This is why when I retire, I'm hiding in the mountains of Vermont. You should <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> with a gun. The double barrel. Assuming you could retire. Assuming I can retire. I'll be dead well before that, though. That's that's a given. I already know that's going to fucking happen. Oh, speak of which, when I do die, though, I'm telling everybody right now, don't kneel at my casket. Can we put a polar in your casket? A polar. You can polar try, trap. because here's what's going to happen. It's going to be close. I, I've already made this adamantly fucking clear that I'm going to have an open casket. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you kneel on there, I'm gonna have something that's actually connected to my body. That when you kneel, I'm gonna sit the fuck up. <laughs> or the bottom of the casket's gonna pop open, and I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna have him actually when they whatever they do taxidermy you or whatever the fuck they do. Okay. I'm gonna have my bushkadoosh standing at full, <laughs> full, full, full erect with no fucking pants on. So I can't wait. It's gonna be fucking great. People are like, oh man. Why doesn't he have pants on? That's fine. I, I want to hold my tongue, but I'm <coughs> saying And when saying, they bury me in I'm the gonna ground... I'm going to fill your fucking casket with dildos. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. I'm fine. Or it might pop up and just say, wow, it must be really cold. I also want to be... <laughs> That's what I was trying to get at. But I I'm also sure. want to be buried, but on the outside of the casket, I want somebody to just take a little, just a little sound box. Okay. Right? And every once in a while, it's going to go... <laughs> just so when people come visit me in the grave, you just hear... <laughs> I think I'd be fucking great. See, but now you could put the. I'm gonna be a terrorizing your... cat in my afterlife as much as I am in my. He just wants to terrorize. Well, you should put the, the cipher on your headstone now and have it say, "Go fuck yourself." No, I'm gonna put the cipher on my casket, but it's gonna say, "Fuck Rafferty and kangaroos." <laughs> <laughs> I was killed by a kangaroo. <laughs> No, but the, back on that headstone thing, it, there were like four or five in there that I just didn't couldn't get close enough to get a picture of. Mm-hmm. Is it but it was very off? prevalent. Um, some of them have, like, you walk this path. Um, this one I had to, like, really stretch and get to because it's facing one of the streets, and there's the, the wrought iron gate mm. on the outside of it. So I had to, like, stick my phone through the, the gate and uh, try to get close to it. Mm. Um, they're not necessarily, like, completely off limits, but there's, like, some wrought iron things, and there's people there that if you get too close... Because you've got some of these headstones that are a couple hundred years old. Yeah. They don't want people screwing. Trinity them Church, that was the one in the National Treasure, right? Yes, that's, that's exactly what it was. Um, it's really cool, I think, to travel places, just random places, and find Masonic stuff. That's not necessarily out in the open. Um, I remember on a, a nice field trip to, uh, to Sturbridge Village, I'm walking in, mm-hmm. a, uh, in one of the buildings... I've and heard about that. I went upstairs, and I went upstairs, and I look, and there's a lodge. And I was like, no the way. Yeah, up. there's a lodge. There's a lodge up there. Me? No. And there's a square in the I've never been there. So. I, I was shocked. So I will when I go next time, I'll get some more pictures of is it. it. Dec- is it, like, it, decorative? No. Or is it actually no, like, it is. It was, like, hidden. From it what was, I understand, it's very plain, and unless you know what you're looking unless for. Unless you're looking for a lodge, plain. you're not going to see it. No so shit. there's paintings on the walls, and... It's a lodge. I wonder if we in can someone's house. Lodge. 
Well, yeah, not I, us. I'm just saying in general, if they, if they could be used as an act of love. I've never well, been to Sturbridge. And I, yeah. I, well, anyway, those who don't know, Sturbridge is kind of like a colonial, what is it, colonial times? Yeah, like it's kind of like a colonial, colonial Williamsburg village, kind of thing. Yeah, but you in go Massachusetts. there and people dress up. And, and they've taken, this is, I think it was the governor's house or something like that. And they took this house and they moved it a couple times. I think it's been moved over the years. But the upstairs was a clear lodge. I mean, they had uh, scenes on the wall that you could see. And it was like unbelievable. Really? And oh it's, shit! It's it's on. Yeah, it's really cool because they don't. Yeah. They don't even. They don't advertise it. It's not something that's written anywhere. And then you go up there and you look and you're like, wow. And okay. It's probably something most people would Mo- never would even never see. even think to look for. Oh shit! I had no idea. And then actually, yeah, no. Once I figured it out, I, I started asking some people that work there, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it was a lodge. I'm like, wow, cool. So the pig pen cipher. It's still used to this day. Let's get back. Let's reel this back in. Pigpen cipher is still used to this day, not used in the term that it's used where I'm passing notes to, you know, across the room. Because if I passed a pigpen cipher note to the treasurer, he'd look at me, what the fuck is this? It'd probably bitch me out for not giving him actual notes. Um, but it is still taught in one of the York Rite degrees. I cannot remember off the top of my head, and I'm sorry and I apologize. I don't remember which degree it is off the top of my head. I think it might be one of the cryptic degrees, which is also known as the council, where they teach you it. But it also could be done in the Royal Arch it's, again. It's done in the Royal Arch. It is done in the Royal I, Arch. Because I'm a Royal Arch Mason, and I remember... You remember being taught in the Royal Arch? I remember Arch. being taught in the Royal okay. Arch. Well, then I just don't remember which one it was. York Wright Council? Because I know that it was... Um, they did, like, the second and third degree at the same time. I care. I think... Uh, something right. Like and I think it was in, in that one. So it was, was in chapter they teach you it, though. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Again, it's been a very long time since I went through any of these degrees, so I don't remember. Hopefully we'll have a bunch coming up. Hopefully we'll have a bunch coming up, so... But it's still it's still taught to you in one of the degrees of, of the York Rite Masonry. You, you learn about it. It's kind of... It's you learn about it, but it's not. It's explained to you, I guess you could say. Yeah, really quickly. Really quickly, but that's about to, that's about as far as the pig pen cipher goes. It's. Yeah. I think it's cool as shit. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I like all kinds of codes and ciphers and everything. I guess it probably pisses me off. I have to decode it, but it makes it fun. But it makes it fun if you yeah. if you know what you're reading, though. I mean, it's just like I read any other language. You give me a piece of paper written in Spanish, and what the fuck is this? But once you learn Spanish, then you could just quickly decipher. I'm sure. That's I just want to piss people off, so I put it at the end of my emails. You know, just a little image right there. Pop, pop a pig pen cipher. Like, have a blessed day. And then they'll read it and like, what the fuck? <laughs> but the brother Perry's point before, as far as using it, using it on lodge communications, I've actually seen posts on Facebook when I, like you mentioned, it's fun to travel other places. Whatever city I go to with work. Mm-hmm. I always look up a local lodge, try to get there. Really? And I actually found one that on Facebook had an announcement for their stated communication, but it was in the cipher. That's no awesome. Kidding. So That's you would only that. know that it was happening, and it was at the stated communication. They were having somebody come in and do some uh, Masonic education on the sure. cipher. Wow. I actually did it for this podcast. I put it on. I did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know what really pisses me off, though? This is how much of a loser I am. I actually went into my... (laughs) Polar. (laughs) We can make the list. (laughs) Um, I went into my phone, into the keyboard, into settings, and went into keyboard to see if there was actually a pig pen cipher 
keyboard, like you could use as like a, a keyboard, you know, like emojis yeah. and all that yeah, shit. Of they don't have. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's happened for it, but that app disappeared. Like it, it just wasn't supported anymore. Where you could type in something and it would convert it for you, and then you could just copy paste it. Could call Apple and be like, "Listen, I want a fucking code. I want the pig pen." Code. Well, you can better idea. App. Make the Someone's app. Someone's gonna make that. Someone's gonna do it now. Yeah, but that means you have to have an app that uses that, and then you could. Only, I, I don't know. Market flooded. Too many. Apps. Oh, because there's so many cipher apps out there. Actually, you just go online and and there's all these decoders. That's why I said send, yeah, send dirty messages to George. But anyway, that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> Even with all these decoders that are on. The freaking, you know, all these decoder websites and everything, it does, still doesn't fucking matter because if me and Joe have our own cipher code, yeah. you know, key code, you could put it in the fucking internet all day long and it ain't going to show up. You're going to be, come up the fucking, it's going to be just random fucking letters, but. All right, let's get into questions. I think we've pretty much beat this one to death now. Yeah. All right. Unless anybody else got anything else. Got anything That's else? All I got. All right. Questions, questions, questions. That and a little bit more of this for anybody who wants. Oh, there you go. I actually got a little bit. We need a top off. Yep. I need a top off. Fuck it. Why not? Michael Aldrich. What is a table lodge in? In uh, we don't have them here. I meant to ask him where he was from, but I don't think I did. But what is a table lodge? How do we explain this, Joe? Goddamn good good time. It's a goddamn good time. (laughs) I'll leave this one to you. Uh, so, we have one coming up in uh, just a couple weeks. Actually, it's a week from Saturday. Uh, and ours is St. Patrick's Day Table Lodge. Uh-huh. And it's, you open an, a normal lodge and then you go to refreshment. And then it's a pretty special ceremony. It's the, the only lodge meeting, in quotes, that I know of that uh, you can actually enjoy some adult libations during, which, is, uh, which makes it really fun. Um, but there's there's a series of toasts that go throughout the night, and you know one might be to the grandmaster, and you know similar to our toast at the beginning of the podcast. That's how everyone goes. We have a, I think we have a series of like five or six, right? That, that are that are kind of six ish, yeah. But then you you start to toast, um, you know, your visiting guests, and then uh-huh. as tradition would go, they have to respond. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once you get to your kind of, I'll call them free-form toasts, right. a response is, is warranted. Right. So your six or so standard toast might become <laughs> 12, 12, or 13, 12 or 13, and then oh. you're getting the, uh, the stink guy from your district deputy, not you, uh, <laughs> and saying, you know, giving you the, the, the cut-it-off sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... It's a busy night. I was out with Monroe's. Monroe had a table lodge. I had a venison table. Yes, lodge. I usually go to that every year. And uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's really it was a lot of fun. You can let loose within the confines of a, a lodge right. meeting, so mm-hmm. to speak. And it's you know there's still a lot of tradition to it. There's a lot of singing of songs, which get worse and worse by the oh, end yeah. of the night. Uh, did you hear the podcast? Or did you hear the story about uh, Brother Clav? <laughs> I actually wrote in the minutes of the of the lodge meeting. Well, because I wrote minutes for the table lodge, that uh, after we had all of our libations and had all of our our food and ceremony, Brother Clav taught us how gravity works. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, he ended up uh, going tits up off the back of a chair. It was pretty freaking funny. <laughs> all sitting there, I hear us boom. We look over. It's Clav. He's like, hey, I'm all right. My favorite part is. Um, 
like I heard you explain on one of the prior podcasts, the, the charging of the cannons, charging the and cannons. the um, I vaguely all that went over it. You can go have that, but if you want. Um, there's a the stewards are responsible for making sure that on each toast that the cannons, our glasses are, are charged, uh, charged and aligned. And my favorite part is by the third or fourth toast, when the senior warden and junior warden have to stand up and in unison, allegedly, have to say the cannons are charged in a line. They have uh-huh. to yell it to the lodge. It starts off pretty synchronized uh-huh. at the beginning of the night. Yeah. But as the night goes on, it's all over the freaking place. And it's it's just fun. It's a really good time. You get a lot of visiting brethren, which I think is the, my favorite part about it. Right. Guys that you might see a couple times a year, but you get to let loose. It's not so serious. It's, um, you usually sell tickets? You sell yep, tickets usually sell it. tickets. Most of them are, depending on the, the lodge or whatever, it's a $20, 30 right. thing, but it includes dinner, includes uh, your, it includes some libations. A lot right. of people bring their own to the red powder. add to the festivities. So we used to share our, or rent our lodge out to uh, Universal 149, uh-huh. which is uh, traditionally a Haitian lodge. Mm-hmm. And Man, they would bring some of their Haitian rum. Oh, you got to be careful of that stuff. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Wait, yes, does you it have can. all the all the like um, herbs and stuff at the bottom? It, That's it, some and good it had stuff. No label and That's some good oh, stuff. It had no label. Um, it was. I, um, I yeah. That I was had, the night our district deputy was like, "Okay, no more toast. You're done. Wrap it up. Wrap it up." Wow. Who's the district deputy? I don't who, know. No, who is your, who's your district deputy? Oh, right now, now it is uh, Dave Klein from Washington 19 for another couple really months. Really and then yeah. um, once the change is official in April, it's going to be Mark Hawkins. Uh, oh, we're going to get his ass up here oh, soon. Our brother, Mark Hawkins. Our right? brother will soon to be right worshipful. Soon to be right worshipful. Yeah, he's well, already he his ass up here, too. It's been a while since I've seen him. I haven't seen him in a... He's a great guy. I saw him at the fellow craft at American St. John's and Stratford. Yeah, yep. Oh, he was there. He was there. Oh, oh yeah. He gets. He, he also joins us. Ev- he also joins us. Um, he comes here to our parades yeah, and stuff. Parades. Too, right? yeah. Yes, he I've does. been over his house. And everything. When I was uh, again, I was telling you, I was telling my T-shirts and everything. You want to laugh? When I first started doing it, one of my ideas was to actually because this is when the fidget spinners were mm-hmm. popular. No, I, I remember all your shirts and posts on that. Stuff. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You had a bunch Do of nice Temple shirts and yeah. So, for those listening, I actually decided to come up with a shirt that was a picture of a dick, and below it it said the original fidget spinner. I do recall that. I fucking love that shit. I yeah. wish I would have taken off. Yeah, <laughs> no, the problem is with these all these shirts that, like, you know, have some... I want to do it for you the know, podcast. We, I, don't want, I don't want another repeat of, of the, you know, what, 2016 uh, pink shirt episode. <laughs> pink shirt? <laughs> yes. We had a certain brother who ordered pink shirts for everyone at the lodge. Um, and that the was lodge, for Seymour Pink. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was. We actually did that was. to raise yeah, breast yeah. cancer awareness. Cancer I just happened to be the, the only dude who threw on the shirt, right? So I'm in the uh, <laughs> I'm in the 5K with a bunch of old people, old ladies behind me saying, oh, his shirt says Tatas. <laughs> Why did you? Oh, that's say right. The shirt said. What should save the Tatas or something tatas. like that? The shirt said. Okay, so they were that. Now it makes sense to me. So the shirts that were made were actually pink shirts for our our what is it race? It's yeah, the pounding the pink. pavement for pink. Pounding yeah. the pavement for pink is where it's a five k race, and Rocco was the only one who put on a shirt on the back <laughs> and said. 
it was it was something a little something bit, along the lines of uh, saving the tatas. Yeah, exactly. It was something along those lines. And then, of course, the the all the older ladies behind us are coming up and you should we be wearing that shirt, young man. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> You got young man. Oh, yeah, I got young man. Oh, that's hilarious. Of course, of course, we also had another brother who had to stop off at the library, stop off at the at the oh, German, you know, uh, at the uh, Russian uh, oh. associate, just to take pictures. And, like, you know, yeah, we're literally the last people walking through the finish line on the, on the 5K. Yeah, two or three got poured down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into real questions now. Well, not other real questions, but uh, we, so we basically covered what is a table lodge? Table lodge is a good old time. It's a good old. That's the best way I could describe it. Good old time. It involves fellowship, drinking, and Masonic lodge. Yeah, that sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mostly fellowship. It's a. It's a lot of fun. It's important having fellowship amongst us. Is it's always good to have the 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 happy times, you know, to get you through the mundane moments at points. All right. I do have a question, and maybe you can answer it. This is from Thomas Welsh. Maybe not, but what does it mean to be in the East? I notice you guys talk a lot about compass directions. Hmm. Hmm. Which one of you guys want to tackle this, or do you want me to? I think we could all we could all handle it. We could all throw in but, some um, some piece so of something. We talk about the, it all day. For when we when we say to the East, we're we're basically saying. Um, Talking about the worship master of the lodge. Tra- oh, go ahead. Go, 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 Traditionally, all lodges were originally they were originally set up where the lodge room would face the east. And why do all so that the worship master his chair would always be in the east? Now, why would he always be in the east? Two reasons. One, the sun rises in, in the, the east, east. Mm-hmm. and Jerusalem is in the east, which is where King Solomon's temple is. So most of the lodges were. Pretty much, that's why they face the east. Also, what I found was um, the the winds that when oh my God, Moses when Moses crossed the Red Sea, the winds that open parted the seas were coming came from, the east. from the east, and that is also a sub um, representation of I didn't know uh, that in respect of the the winds that came that spread for Moses and um, so that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's actually um, in the, the third lecture of the EA. Okay. Yep. I did not freaking know that. You learn something new every day, George. You're welcome. Hey, listen, I don't know everything. I don't play no. on everything. I try like hell, but... <laughs> Me too. I think that's all I have. Uh, but you have your cornerstones in the northeast corner. So, yeah, ba- basically it's just... Um, when we say to the east, we're either talking about the worship master or just... Um, Every time, just we're always supposed to look to. I'll the just say for Masons, just for Masons, the compass and directions are very important. I mean, that's that's just the easiest way to put it. It's just, you know, a lot of our philosophy revolves around that. Yeah. And like uh, Brother George mentioned, you know, the sun rises in the east, and mm-hmm. one thing we do on our Masonic journey is we're trying to obtain more light. The sun mm-hmm. represents that light, and as you journey through the chairs of the lodge, your ultimate destination is the east where the worshipful master sits and um, <clears throat> it's just like that culmination of it but you're you're constantly seeking that light um, which is represented by the sun in the east 
Yeah. And hopefully you can give that light to someone else. That is pretty much all I have for questions. It also means you're a punching bag for all the past masters. Yes, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good past master, though. I think I'm pretty good. I Absolutely. Well, you're relatively young for a past master. Yeah. It's the cranky, like... When do I get to be a crotchety old fuck? <laughs> Whenever you want, really. <laughs> I'm just wondering. It's like an age cut off. Yeah, I, I think you start at, like, 50. I get a start at 50. Uh, I don't, I don't no. know. I think, I think you start being an no. old crotchety think, fuck. Here's just the thing, I think when you've been a mason longer than that entered apprentice has been alive. Yeah, I think that's when you can. Honestly, though, Elwin uh, Elwin is a member of our lodge. He's going to be a 50, 50 year member this year. This year, and this dude is cool as fuck. He is. He's a, he's a riot. We have a blast with him. He's not a past master, however, he he's he's been a member of this lodge. He's got. I think he was a past warden. I think he got up to a junior warden. Mm-hmm. He's an exception. But he's freaking awesome. The, yeah. yeah, but there are a lot of old crotchety fucks. <laughs> there are a good amount. I'm not, I'm not saying in our lodge at all. I'm just saying yeah. in general. Um, I think it boils down to when you have somebody who, you know, who's young and wants to take the lodge in a different direction than what you're used to. Or actually not tradition. You know what? It's, a, it's around the world. It's in business. It's everywhere. Problems. It's the fear of change. And as you get older, it just gets scarier and scarier. I'm sure sure I'm, I'm gonna get bitched at at some point about this podcast but that's okay over. we all no i said i said yeah. no one in our Can't wait for my next statement <laughs> no but it, i i played nice during my interim master year and i made sure i massaged the egos and i got everybody on my side and then once they voted me in officially i did what i wanted to do we made some changes and i got calls from brothers that have been members of our lodge for 20 30 years and i remember a call from one brother a right worshipful brother, as a matter of fact, on Thanksgiving, bitching at me because I've raised the dues. Oh, <laughs> oh well, any time yet, believe it or not. We haven't had a bitch. Not one person bitched about raising the dues. But let me tell you, when I that's talk that's about something it back that will. I was master, yeah. you're ready to fucking tar. Yeah, that'll always oh, fire God, the, yeah. the we engines. Had to, though. We had to. Oh, of course, it, we had to. It, it wasn't even. Well, here's the key: when you do that, give them something for their money. That's yeah, what you lodge. have to do. That, well, that's, that's, that's what you what have to do. Yeah. If they feel like they're getting something for it, great. If they're just coming in getting the minutes read and business, that's that's who's going to bid. We can get them up the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know? That's our benefit that for, for them. We can get them up the stairs. What you make of it, you know? Sorry. When we went a little sideways on the, the nah, question right. there, but... That's but fine. that's what it's like being in the East. Now, why I say uh, we can get them up the stairs is we made a generous uh, donation to our building. Yes, when we, we moved in um, for a chairlift. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is for our older brethren who want to come back and maybe can't make those stairs. Um, that was always a, a hassle. Yeah. Yo, or did. idiots like me that break their leg. Yeah, or someone breaks their leg. That happened to me. You know what? We'll get yeah, we did it for our own purposes, but we also did it for non-selfish purposes. Uh, purposes. There's a doctor's office across the hallway, and they have... A lot it's a dentist office. Dentist's office. He's still a doctor. Is he? Are they on the same scale? Now we're going to get all these comments from the Dentist Association. Every single I respect you. Listen to this podcast. You're like, I'm a fucking 
fucking doctor, Perry. Yeah. I'm a fucking doctor. At the end, you can't. four out of five dentists agree that Brother Perry's an asshole. Hey, yeah. that's why. Not I'm not getting punched by a kangaroo anymore, so it's all good. I'm, try, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll shed some. some Everyone's got different you. dental experiences, so, you know, if you got a crotchety old dentist who's 70 years old with a, with a pair of pliers. Start getting freaking teeth mailed to him now. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to worry about the polar ch- the, the polar prank anymore. No, and for yeah, the people yeah. that weren't now, now thinking, you're just getting excited. For the people that weren't thinking about that, now you planted the seed. I see what you did there. I, I see what you like that, right? You're freaking it's maniacal. So maniacal. You brought assassin, I call it. Yes. Yeah, but you just, you just uh, put it all out there. So now everyone knows that you're trying to double think them. Do you think he cares? Don't. Do you think he cares? Don't, don't let George make you double think If you get himself. one tooth in the mail, do you think he cares? It's going to be get his one. kid's tooth. You might get a whole thing of like false teeth. You might I know a guy. I, I'm not even oh, joking. Oh, I know a guy in Queens. I can get you teeth. Lots. Oh, that's okay. That's kind of. I don't want to know. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Jesus Christ. Now that we everybody in the uh, dentist profession, uh, we're good. Uh, anyway. All right, so what do we want to talk about next podcast? We would. I always ask on the podcast, uh, the Freemasons podcast uh, Facebook page. What you know, firing what you want to hear. Uh, people people ask me all the time, but round the table, what do you brothers want to hear? Hmm. I'll start. I, I yeah, would, go I ahead. would like to hear uh, or talk about um, the Freemasons' involvement in the Revolutionary War and okay. basically early early stages of America and Freemasonry because it's very well intertwined, and oh. that's we. I think that's a good subject that at one point we could talk about. I. I I like that one too. And I actually have a an old book at home that I picked up off of eBay. <clears throat> it's actually published by the Connecticut Grand Lodge, but it was at the, it was in nineteen seventy six. Well correct me if I'm wrong, but the Green Dragon Tavern was a Masonic Lodge above yeah. it and it was yep. I think it was Saint Andrews, number two. I don't know which specific lodge, but the Green Dragon Tavern definitely was. I know they went to refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> oh that one. Yeah, to uh for purposes of Tea, of tea, yes. So allegedly, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Yep. See, see. That would be a good topic. That, that would be. be a that, very good you know topic. what? That no, is that is a good topic right there. That yeah, you're right. You like that cliffhanger. Yeah. Right? That'll right. also tie into our discussion tonight because I guarantee you the Culper Ring, which was the spy ring during the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. there were brothers in that ring um, that went right not. Far down the road here in, in Bridgeport across Long Island Sound. Yep, actually. And uh, I guarantee you they use that, that cipher in some way. Funny guarantee. that you just said that. Uh, I was actually, again, Wikipedia, which isn't exactly 100%, but when I was looking it up, the, the pig pen cipher, one of the things it said on there, I remember it said American Revolution. Yeah, so that had to be the culprit ring. Cool. Which is another, a whole other. You want to hear another topic. cool fact? Uh, another thing I actually. I found this out recently on a show that I watched that was on um, AMC called Turn. Oh, you know what they used yeah, to do yeah, with the eggs? They would hard boil eggs, and they would actually use I think it's alum, which is a, a spice, and mix it with vinegar or something like that. And they were able to write on the outside shell of the egg where you couldn't would, see it, where you couldn't see right. it, but on the actual hard boiled part of the egg itself, the message would be written on it. That was a great show, by the way. That was a that really was a good show. great show. Yes, it was. How many seasons did that go? I want to say six. Six? Okay. I, I binge watched it on Netflix when I broke my leg, as I alluded to before. I had oh, a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, it was a, it was a good show. That was a really good one. All right. 
All right, brothers. What do we think? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Certainly. Final toast. All right. Final toast to who? He just oh, wants another. <laughs> he just wants another toast. Yes. Final toast. Final toast to you, Washful Brother Joe. Oh, for that, coming here tonight. I was gonna say hanging out with us. Okay. I, you know what? Us. I really appreciate it. I reached out to you from the very first mm-hmm. uh, podcast you had, and like, I want to be a part of this. Let me know. Uh, it only took me 15 episodes. Hey, that's fine. To get here, which at two a week is not two horrible. Two a week isn't. Yeah, it's not. Um, but you know what? Anytime I could be here. I'd be happy to come. Like I said, uh, kind of set the bar. Future guests need to bring gifts and libations. I think that's a tradition that uh, that I invented just now. Uh, <laughs> you did. But you I think that's out. a good one. It's a, it's a good one. But no, it, it's been a pleasure. You know, this is this is what Freemasonry is. It's it's yeah. We have our rituals and our ceremonies, but it's sitting around a table, Goat writing, having well, there's that too. Um, Sitting around a table, talking with brothers, just exchanging ideas, uh, talking about things, even just shooting the shit about nothing. Mm. That's the fellowship that Freemasonry brings. So it, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And uh, like I said, uh, don't be surprised if I ask to come back if you'll have me. You don't even have to ask. Just show up. All right. Honestly, you're, you're at a point where I mean, you've always been a friend to me. You've always been a brother to me. I know you. You've met two of these other hooligans. You'll meet uh, many more. I'm a ruffian. Me. Thank you. <laughs> Raph's a ruffian. I'm still waiting for Steven. I'm, I'm waiting for Steven Raph to come up oh, here and, and no, take over. No, no, no. I will cancel the podcast that night. <laughs> well, I swear coming. to God. They're coming for you. So I do you have work. a special request on this toast. Shoot. Because traditionally, I have to sit the toast out. Uh huh. May I participate absolutely. in this? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, just make You sure. brought the bottle. I don't have a choice. <laughs> no, but yeah, absolutely. All right. So to you, Warshall Brother Joe. Right hand arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire off. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Joe's cannon almost misfired all over the <laughs> It did misfire a little bit. He just christened the stand, that's all. You know, that's you're all right. Hey, yeah, christened the stand, there you go. To be the, I, I can be the first, and that's fine. All right, while I'm on this, like, review, share our podcast. Hop on the Freemasons podcast on Facebook, as well as Instagram, Morningstar Lodge, which is our mother lodge, and uh, slide over to Ashlar Ass Pluck 142. Like them as well, because we got uh, Brother Joe up here hanging out with us. And any Mason is welcome, March 9th, 6 p.m., 200 Center Road, Easton, Connecticut. Come have a good time. Come witness the table lodge, if Perfect. you're a Mason. Perfect. What is it, EA? Uh, we usually open on the EA, yeah. Yeah, so you only have to be an amateur apprentice in order to to attend the table Correct. lodge. Correct, yeah. That's all open table lodges, Open to all right? masons. Open to all masons. What's up? That's normally all table lodges, right? Every table lodge I've been to has been an EA. Opens on an entered apprentice. I believe most of them yeah, are. Yeah, we want as many people as possible. Pretty much they open on <laughs> entered apprentice. Oh, and if I may have one more quick plug. Of course. Yours. September 14th. Uh, we are still trying to figure out an exact location, but for any master mason... That wants to see a pretty cool degree. We have our annual farm degree. It's actually held on an a actual working farm, and usually it's uh, at Right Workshop Brother Dave Klein's farm. Uh, it's done by torchlight. Um, there's some really cool things that I won't share 
because you have to witness it in person. But uh, it's September 14th. It's a great time. I'll send the exact details out. But uh, keep an eye out on the Ashler Aspetuck Facebook page. We'll have a formal announcement open to all Master Masons. Uh, It's a really, really good time. I've been there. I actually went to to one a while ago, and it was phenomenal. You guys had tents set up, you had food set up, you yep. had... Uh, it's like an all-day event. Beverages. Yes, we have. We are We are pretty and good then, on the beverages. And <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep them coming. And then after that, you basically go witness a the Master Mason degree, and it is phenomenal. It and is, uh, for a Master Mason that has not sat witnessed... Uh, no, I've only sat in the West for that. Usually Greg, uh, right wordful brother, Greg Schroeder. However, this year we're going to try to pull off an all Ashler Aspetuck cast only. Oh, wow. Because there's some brothers out there that said, oh, they asked brothers from other lodges because they can't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I know how you are. That pissed me off. Yeah. So I said, yeah. And guess who's directing the whole thing? Right. Yeah. So, we're going to try to pull off an, an all cast uh, from our lodge. And, uh, it's great, and if you've never witnessed the full tragedy mm. in the Master Mason degree, we do that. That's awesome. And it's an amazing thing to see. I, so, don't, I don't agree with doing the short-form tragedy. I don't. It has to be done at least by an exemplar. The full form, yeah. you have to do you, it. It's powerful. You, it's yeah. powerful, and you miss why the hell did that happen Right. if you don't explain the rest of the goddamn story. Like, right. If you don't explain the rest of the story... You're just getting the beginning and the end, and you don't what, you don't know what happened in between. Right. So um, yeah, so that's the last plug. I'll let you get back to close. No, no, no. You're fine. You throw in any plug you want. All right. Anybody else? Nope. Desk is clear. Desk is clear. <laughs> <laughs> that's me and Joe's line. Yeah, I know. I'm just throwing shots. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's our own personal pain. <laughs> so I think next next one we do we did this one was actually about current masonry. I think the next one we'll do the American we'll do the American Revolution. Nice. There's a lot to There's go over so there. So much, yeah. Yeah. That might need that might need to be might, a two parter. No, nah, that might be. But we'll get into the we can start off where yeah. the uh, where it started, and all the ones all of the Masons that were a part of yep. the, who were a part of the Revolution and everything. So perfect. There a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a ton. So. All right. Well, that being said, for the Freemasons Podcast, I am Right Warshall Brother George Mudry signing off. Word for Brother Joe Zanino signing off. Brother Rocco. Brother Perry. And we'll catch you again next time. Peace.